back. Yeah, I've always been good at that, unattached. Waiting for what's coming next. Things I know I should address. I feel more together when I am a mess. Some moments that just came and went Made amends with you, then you overstepped That's a line you never should have crossed You got no respect, stop with all the threats Like the more I get to know you, I just know you less Another city I don't know well Feeling too much like Hello Yo, 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 what it do? How I sound, can you hear me alright? Yeah, I can hear you You sound like you're coming in pretty well too Hey, I'm sorry I'm sorry we had to do this so late <clears throat> But basically My schedule down here during the week is basically freaking hell like i work during the day and then just the boston traffic is like horrendous i mean it only takes i only have to drive like five or six miles out of work to get to where it is that i'm going to train but just the traffic literally makes it so much longer but i'm sure you can kind of relate to that right. since you're in portland and everything right so actually what is your job i know you're, you're a physical trainer of some sort or a coach no no not at all i actually work in uh SAS sales um, for a public safety technology company. So anything, uh-huh. yeah. So you know, like uh, school safety and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm basically right in the midst of of all of that. Cool. Yep. So I sell software that basically keeps schools safe in the event of any emergency. Really. Well, we have one of those right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, crazy. Mm-hmm. Have they, I mean, coronavirus isn't in Maine yet, is it? Uh, are we recording? Yeah, no, I'm recording. Oh. <laughs> right from the fucking right. get-go, I should have said something. Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, as you know, I work in the emergency department, and so my re- most recent um, update is that uh, we tested, like, 40-some people in Maine Health, um, and all of them came back negative. Um, on top of that, uh, you know what? I completely lost my train of thought, but basically those 40, 40 people came back negative. Mm. Um, so we don't really have any confirmed cases. Our right hospitals yet. just basically testing their patients like 24 seven for coronavirus. No. So what, what's happening is you'll come in and you'll get triaged, right? And anybody that comes in for like any respiratory distress or like, you know, anything along those lines, if you had a new fever in the past few days, uh, they automatically, you know, will begin the workup for coronavirus because, you know, that is, you know, something that we're trying to mitigate uh, the spread of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, somebody comes in and they, they're like, yeah, uh, I've been traveling, I have a fever, or I just have this upper respiratory tract kind of like cough or whatever. Uh, one, they have to wear a mask. Um, not that that spreads it or anything, but we make them do it anyways. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, we put them in a negative pressure room, which will contain the spread of the, uh, the virus. But the, the, the stipulation with that is that at my institution, we only have six negative pressure rooms. Um, and when the, you know, when that patient is either cleared or moved into another part of the hospital, we have to completely strip that room, like take everything out. Um, and so it's, you know, at this point, it's not like, at least in my opinion, a super efficient way of, of dealing with it. And, you know, we're, you know, we're only at the beginning of this thing. So we're going to have to start developing some, you know, policies that are gonna, you know, handle this, you know, more effectively, more cost effectively, more time effectively. Cause we could just have somebody walking off the street, um, and just say, <laughs> yeah, like I have coronavirus, but really, you know, they're like a three hot and a cot type of person. And then, you know, we have to like do the whole workup and then they come back negative and then that was a bed that was used up. Yeah. So that's annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's crazy. You know, I mean, for nurses in hospitals and all that jazz, basically, I mean, you guys don't really get to work from home. I mean, obviously you can't, you're nurses, but um, they don't send you home at all in any instance of any sort of like pandemic would that ever uh, happen? Well, no, not really. Yeah. No. Unless the hospital got <laughs> shut down. Days. Yeah. Well, um, I've heard of them shutting down emergency departments before, and we've done that where it's a, I forgot what we call it, but there's basically a protocol where we're on diversion. And so anybody that does not request to come to Maine Medical Center 
when they're brought in by the ambulance, they'll either go to Mercy or CMCC or somewhere else. So when, when the emergency department is so full and we're at the point of where we have disaster beds open, which just means there's just beds in the hallway, um, then we'll go on diversion and we'll send people elsewhere. But no, we don't really, you know, we don't get snow days. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's kind of a bummer, I guess. But no, I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's I guess rock. it's good. Yeah, right. You know, it's just so funny. I mean, I work down here in Massachusetts. I don't even know if you knew that, but um, basically it's kind of crazy. Like the, the work, the way basically HR is handling it at where I work is like, we're not moving anyone out of this building until one person gets sick with coronavirus, basically, which is kind of messed up if you think about it, because it can have already spread and someone can be sick with coronavirus and they may not even know about it. Yep. You know, so it's like, yeah, yeah, one person will get sick. And then like, yeah, now we'll finally send you home. Mm-hmm. Which just doesn't make well, any sense. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of messed up. Well, I mean, what's the demographic of the people you're working with there? Like, how, what's the what's the age range? Uh, well, mm, probably between twenty and forty. Well, all right. So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard that it's really like the worst for like, you know, old people and people that are yeah, that's at high risk due to some form. Um, but it still suck to get that, it though. It oh, still yeah, suck totally. to get it because then it's like. Yeah. Then you, because I was talking to my mom about it, and I was like, "Oh, what, what could be so bad about getting it, anyways?" And then she's like, "Well, then if you think about it, if there's not really a cure for it, and you're, and then you um, get it, and you can't see your loved ones because it is contagious, and it's, you know, it's deadly for you know older people and and young kids, then, you know, that would suck because then you can't go to see them. I mean, I can't really see them anyways right. because they're so far away. But, I mean, for mm-hmm. other people, that would suck. Yeah, I mean, even among other reasons too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about freaking coronavirus, but it is I a trendy talk topic. About that stuff forever. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> Anyways, so how how do you um, as like a nurse? So do you do the three twelve hour shifts and then basically have the rest of the time to yourself, or like how do you how do you work as a nurse? Like how do you balance that with training? Yeah, here's the thing, actually. Um, I'm not a nurse. Uh, wow, I'm an I asshole. Actually, no, it's good because <laughs> I do something that's pretty much nursing. Um, so I just literally just finished nursing school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fresh out. You've uh, just finished nursing bo- school and you're not a nurse. I have to pass my boards. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even taken them yet, so I have to do that. But at the moment I'm an emergency department tech. So a technician oh, is somebody who's okay. like halfway between a nurse and a CNA. Like we do phlebotomy and EKGs. Um, we don't really do assessments or medications. Some techs can do, uh, like kind of like assessments of some sorts. Um, but I'm not that high yet. I mean, I'm going to be a nurse in like seven weeks here. So you're going to have a bunch, you're going to have all the female nurses hitting on you. Oh my good God. (laughs) I'm freshly single too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Full send. Yeah, man. So, so what are you training right now? So are you training just basically CrossFit and weightlifting? Or are you just focusing primarily kind of on CrossFit? All right. Well, I mean, I, so I do the CrossFit, I, I do CrossFit, you know, I do the Metcon that's on the board. I will always do that because that's a, you know, it's a good way for me to measure myself and kind of mitigate my stress. It's a stress reliever more than anything. Yeah. You know? You're I murdering the weightlifting game, dude. Honestly, I could benefit, definitely benefit from a Metcon dude. Because, like, here's the thing. It's like you get done with that type of workout, then you go home, and you're just freaking mm-hmm. smoked, and you're done. Like, even I'm smoked right now. I didn't even really do a Metcon tonight, but I had some, like, circuit accessory work that I had to do tonight, and I'm fucking smoked. I'm probably not going to last here long, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Dude, accessory work is kick-ass. I love it. It is. Um, I spend about, you know, I, I make it a point that, to lift weights in one form or another at least 30 minutes of you know every day that i train mm-hmm. but i think that would i would say that that is my uh expertise Wait, yeah. in crossfit yeah but like weightlift so expertise is in crossfit but i mean you're killing the weightlifting game have you done any weightlifting meets yet recently are you gonna do one soon not recently Bro, you would but crush I, one. I mean what's do. your weight class like 81 <laughs> i'm probably i mean i was a fucking uh I was a 69 um, back 69. when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
or what was that away i don't know right? honestly that'd be so fucking hilarious if it was i honestly have no <laughs> idea i only pay attention to my own weight class i don't know the women's weight classes i know the one i know like the two above the me <laughs> yeah i know oh my god dude i'm such a prick fuck no i'm not sexist <laughs> in any way shape or form i didn't even realize that some people are gonna take that the wrong way definitely not no, sexist you're good. fucking you're good. Jesus but Christ, um good. what was i gonna say though um Yes, but no, you should definitely do a weightlifting meet. I mean, there's one, there's like an April Fool's meet. Have you even done a fully sanctioned meet before? Yeah, I uh, I qualified for youth nationals at oh, I remember strength that. back in like 2015. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, I think I got like 11th that year in the 77. I bumped up from 69 to 77 just because I you know, was like a few pounds heavy and didn't, you know, I wanted that, those few extra pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't do like the best ever. Had I gone to the weight class beneath me, I would have done a lot better, but mm-hmm. no regrets. <laughs> I gotcha. And when it, when it comes to CrossFit, so like, are there weight classes? There obviously aren't weight classes. It really just has to do with your level of fitness, right? And just how much you can lift. There's no in weight CrossFit? Class. Yeah, there's no there's no weight class. No weight classes. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, sure it's about weightlifting, but it's measured in a bunch of different metrics. Like we, you know, we'll measure your friend time, for example, but then we'll measure like your your 5k run time or road. So it's you know, seeing how far it you can ev- it basically evens yeah. out though. Yeah, I would say. Makes sense. Interesting. So what about like I mean, I know that I, this I, this is interesting because I've never really learned that much about CrossFit. So, like, the different levels of CrossFit when it comes to competition. So, like, there's basically local stuff, right? Right. And that's just basically done within your own, like, whatever CrossFit box, right? Well, I... Uh, like, how's it yeah, work? Yeah, so you... Sure, you have that. You've got, like, in-house competitions. That's, like, the smallest level of competition. And then you've got... You know, for example, statewide competitions, like there's a lot of those in Maine. Oh, right? really? I didn't know. Yeah, like my gym is hosting one this Saturday, actually, called the Four Leaf Clover Competition. Oh, that's cute. And <laughs> it's, it's going to be dope. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, it's a four-person team. Um, and we've got like something like 70 teams signed up for it. Um, and there's four events two of which are unannounced kind of like to add that element of surprise um so yeah i mean and then there's obviously on top of like the local competitions and you've got sanctional events where like like uh Wadapalooza or the granite games is an example of that there's like the dubai crossfit championship those are like more international things and then you have the crossfit games which is like the highest level of you know competition in crossfit holy shit i feel like i should just drop weightlifting because crossfit is honestly where all the money's at like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. There's no dude. money in weightlifting, man. Listen, it's fucked. <laughs> Yo, it's so fucked up. Even for the person that wins nationals, like wins, you know, the USAW nationals for weightlifting, I'm pretty sure they don't win any money. I mean, am I, I wrong don't here? I think they do either. That's no, fucked I, I up, man. Correct. Yeah. What no, the f- well, there's that. Yeah. Wasn't there like that Phil Owens guy who was like, it's not a prof- profitable sport? Like, isn't that guy a huge scumbag that runs the whole entire thing? I don't know who the fuck Phil is, dude. I only know like the people that I really like in weightlifting, which is right now, but I'm going to have to learn more about that because I'm trying to get more of those guests like on the show. And here's a little crazy I'm throwing this out there. Anyone that um, is listening. Cares listens, yada yada. So do you know Zach Talander is doing a seminar up there on the twenty eighth? I can't remember the name of the gym that he's doing it at. But did you hear about that? I did not hear about that, but yeah. I mean that's really fucking cool. That guy's dope. Yeah, I'm uh so two things here. This is gonna get you pumped up. I'm making him a belt. No and, way. Yeah, I'm not even fucking joking, dude. I'm making oh like a lightning God. print I'm making a lightning print belt for him right now. Um, and then we're going to do, we're going to sit down together. I already, uh, messaged with him a couple of times and we're going to do a, a podcast together in person himself, uh, me and, uh, my coach Russ, we're all going to go down and just have a little fucking talk for like an hour. Basically. I cannot believe that dude. That's isn't that fucking crazy? crazy? Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. really said anything about it yet, but I'm just going to do it and it'll be fucking done. But that'll be at the, <laughs> I think it's the weekend, March 28th, I think. He's coming down. 
and uh, Russ and I are going to probably just sign up, go to that seminar, do it, and then afterwards I'm going to give him his belt, and then we're just going to sit there. I'll have my uh, USB mic plugged in my computer. It's kind of like a higher quality like audio mic. Literally, I'm like holding my mic in my hand right now, and this one's not that good, but that that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's going to be sick. That guy's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love watching him. Yeah, dude, and the things we're going to talk about, so... I mean, he's been in weightlifting for a long time. He posted a video the other day. Uh, it was like a seven or nine, I don't know, like through the years kind of weightlifting video. I didn't realize how long he's been doing weightlifting for at this point. Oh, yeah, I think I might have seen that too. Yeah, so he started he's off been, doing CrossFit too. Yeah, and he's been at it now for several years. But basically, that whole podcast that we're going to do with him is literally just going to be about him. And like yeah. his whole story. So I think that'll be really cool to hear. Cause I don't think he has really yeah. done anything like that. He puts out a lot of educational content on YouTube, which is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Can't go wrong with mm-hmm. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're just going to get there and shoot the shit and talk to him about his story. Because I think that's a lot of, uh, a lot of people can relate to that, you know, cause it's, I mean, no, it's a little totally. vulnerable and I mean, people like to hear that stuff cause it kind of, yeah, it's I inspiring, mean... you know? On all levels. <laughs> Fucking right. But anyways, so um I was kinda curious about her your thoughts what your thoughts were on this and uh so if you have you ever had any trouble with like low back pain, like muscle spasms? Yeah, of course. I you know have you actually yeah, <laughs> I yeah have, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Um so I've definitely suffered from, it's actually not necessarily low back pain, although I have had that before. Most of my pain comes from where my scaps are, and I think that's uh, mostly due to them being kind of underdeveloped. But mm. as far as low back pain, um, I have had that, but for the most part, low back pain's self-limiting and that it will go away in a few weeks, so long as you rest it and kind of are moving through the motions properly, applying load properly and, and, Mm. you know, not trying to kill yourself in training. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've had it before and I've worked through it. Uh, but you'll, you'll find in most people, unless like there's like something really wrong, like some really chronic issue that it's, it's for the most part self-limiting. Yeah. Have you ever done, have you, I mean, how have you dealt with low back pain? Do you like apply heat? Like, what do you do to take care of it or to treat it, I guess? Like, if you get it, like, what do you start doing? Um, so, I mean, I am not a, a fan of stretching. That's, like, not recommended yeah. to You know what, to be like, honest, like, I'm starting to kind of, like, kind of have second thoughts on stretching. You know, I feel like... As you should. You know, yeah, but here's the weird thing. Like, I'm going on training now, like, injury-free for almost a year straight. And then I asked this question because... Um, a day or two ago, I was adjusting myself in the car, and not by adjusting myself, like playing with my balls or anything, but like I was adjusting, I was adjusting myself in my car, and I was like shifting my hips or whatever. And bro, I had this searing pain, sharp pain, in my low back as I was moving. But I mean, the night before, um, I had kind of like been like pretty stressed out too emotionally, so I was like maybe. I was thinking that maybe that had something to do with it, but um, no, it was just it was just it was just shitty as hell, man. But uh, I'm just curious yeah. to hear what what people do for that. I ask that question quite a lot, actually, on this show. Actually, what we no, one do or two for times. it? Yeah, like well, what do you I'll do? I'll tell for you it? about it. Yeah, go um, ahead. so I mean, this is like a this is a lot bigger of a topic than I am qualified to talk about because this is you know low back pain is a very hot topic. And, you know, somebody comes in and will, you know, give them an X-ray or an X-ray or whatever, like just some, you know, person who's like, oh, I tweaked my back doing whatever. Um, You know, I tweaked my back raking my lawn. And then uh, we give them the MRI and we're like, yeah, you've got, you know, bulging discs here or you've got degenerative disc disease or whatever. And it's like that. Well, I mean, it happens across the board. It's Mm -hmm. just people that have underdeveloped musculature or posterior chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that happens and they're like, oh yeah, like bending is bad for you or, you know, physical activity is bad for you. Um, but in reality, it's the lack thereof that is bad for you. And that's an injury that's probably chronic and been there for a really, really long time. And you're having a flare up of it because you're so underdeveloped in your posterior chain. 
Mm. Um, that is my personal opinion. Um, and there's a lot of data to like back that up that like imaging is, you know, only going to make you freak out. It's like a total nocebo effect. Um, listen, you're getting me all heated up. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I hear you. No, keep going. Dropping um, bombs, dropping knowledge bombs. Oh my good God. And you know, I'm, like I was saying, I'm not like the most like accredited person to talk about this type of thing, but being somebody who has seen this firsthand, somebody comes into the emergency department and they're, you know, they say, yeah, I, I, and you know, it could, the same thing could be said for knee pain, for example, they come in and they're like, dude, yeah, I was, I was running or I, you know, I tripped and I think I might've like torn my meniscus or something. And that meniscal tear was, has probably been there for a long time. And it's probably just a flare up of it because you, you know, you have underdeveloped bone and, and muscle and your ligaments are thin and all this other degenerative stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, here's something that's relatively interesting that I've been looking to recently kind of in regards to this is low back pain specifically in healthcare workers. Um, mm. because that is a population that notoriously does not care for themselves. Um, that's pretty, so, that's, you know, that's like, uh, it's kind of ironic. It, it, well, it, it, dude, listen, I, <laughs> it's so bad. And so, uh, you know, the, obviously it's a lot of bending and, and pulling and pushing and nursing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's obviously a lot of uh, people that are complaining, saying, yeah, the nursing's hurting my back, when it's like, no, your your lack of muscular development and strength through range of motion is what is hurting your back. Um, and so, like, these hospitals will implement, like, like Hoyer lifts on the ceiling and, uh, you know, different tools to kind of move people so you, like, don't have to, like, use as much of, like, your muscles or good form. But mm. that does not work. And the rates of, of, you know, workplace musculoskeletal disorders just have not decreased. And, you know, that is something that is, like, well-documented. Like, I mean, I could just cite, uh, you know, one study. Uh, I, I, Lisa Marshall is, like, the first author, and she's, a, uh, like, a kinesiologist of, or something like that. But so she did this study in 2016 that was, like, yeah, these, you know, the, in Canada, we implemented so many hundred Hoyer lifts on the ceiling and the rate of injuries did not fall for whatever reason. Um, but then we implemented, you know, a, a personalized kinesiology program to these nurses who had back injuries. And then all of a sudden their, their you know, self-proclaimed -pro uh, rates of injury were just decreasing. And then the control group who like refused to partake in the, uh, you know, the kinesiology program their back injuries were just still there. And so it's like, yeah, muscular development in the posterior chain is like, you know, a good thing, especially if you're somebody who's in like an intensive, um, you know, workplace such as the emergency room or a hospital. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. All nurses should be doing freaking barbell sports, man. <laughs> so correct. So in any way, shape or form, you know, it's so crazy. I, like, I mean, some of these people are, like, older, but, like, obviously at work, I really, I shouldn't, I'm not trying to, like, um, talk myself up here in any way, but, uh, shape or form, but I'll be, I'll walk into the office at work, and obviously, you know, I'll have, like, my office shirt on, and my fucking, you know, and my traps are, like, kind of bulging out, and so I stick out, and, Hell like, yeah. literally, bro, <laughs> like, some people fucking walk up to me in the break room, and they're like, what's up, meat stick, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll own it. But um, no, it's just yeah, so dude, funny. And then they're asking me, but then they ask me, they're like, Walter, like, I've got this like back pain and shit. And it's like this guy, like this, your typical uh, sales guy that walks up to you. He's got a really big like beer belly and everything. And like, what I want to tell him is like, man, oh stop being I, like, what I want to tell him is, is like, you know, um, you, I mean, like basically the way I sum it up for him is like, you got to do what works for you. You know, you got to right. find some way to like exercise. And that's like the nicest way I can say it to them. But honestly, what I really want to say is like, Hey man, and you're right for saying that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stop being a lazy piece of shit, man. And you really should oh just like work out and try to be stronger. <laughs> like if you work out and you're stronger, you will overall just be healthier. You don't even have to work out like a fucking maniac, but literally get into the gym. Um, I literally just think barbell sports, man. They just turn you into uh, a different animal. And here's another thing I was thinking about today. I was doing like a workout uh, the other day. Um, with this person and I was just kind of watching them lift and I was talking to them about it, but they really felt like they're putting like this mental limit on them. Like they'll do the same 
kind of work out every single week. Um, I mean, they don't really know about how to uh, structure their training really, but um, she d- or they weren't increasing loads basically, and she wasn't really pushing herself. Mm-hmm. And um, I could see it, and you know, I was like, "You're capable of doing a lot more than than this," you know. And then we put on mm-hmm. some more weight, and she went and did it. And um, you know, the, here's the funny thing, and it's like you feel it the same way all the time. It's like in the moment, the weight can feel heavy when you're lifting it, but then like say you take a video of yourself and you watch it, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, that looked light. Right. But it no, felt heavy yeah. as fuck. But it's like <laughs> sometimes it's just like putting the weight on the bar, but it's like I feel like that's what kind of separates really good, like strong weightlifters, for example, or athletes um, are the people that are really just willing to push themselves on a regular basis because uh, if you're not accumulating accumulating like any volume, over the long run, when it comes to training, then your body is, it's not going to, you know, it's going to adapt and it's not going to get any stronger at some point. It's just right. going to get used to the same loads and your, your ceiling isn't going to keep going up. I mean, you have to continually right. increase the volume. Yeah. Uh, what do you, well, here's a question, mm-hmm. kind of a, a counter question to that. Yeah. So then what do you personally think about like rest periods or, or taper yeah. times, for example? I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't just continuously oh, yeah, increase, yeah. The, increase the volume. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, for me personally, um, I'll work. I'll do like three weeks of incremental work. Like my first week will kind of be like maybe if it's back squatting, like let's just take squatting, for example, and I want to increase my squat. Um, and it depends on what block of training I'm in. But let's say like I'm in some sort of phase where I'm trying to, you know, achieve like hypertrophy. So mm-hmm. I'll be working like higher rep ranges for three weeks. You know, I'll, uh, I'll start mm-hmm. like in the first week, maybe squatting at like 70% of my one rep max next week. I'll do 75 between 75 and 77% or actually what I have been using is uh, RPE. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like that's been more effective for me lately. Hey, that's the new thing. That's yeah. the better, more therapeutic <clears throat> option for athletes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just for anyone that doesn't know, RPE is rate of perceived exertion. That's what it is. And so if you, for example, like if you have RPE 5, that basically means you have like, the way I think about it is you got a shit ton more reps in the tank, at least like maybe five more. And then as you go up to like RPE 7, you got maybe like two or three uh, reps left in the tank. Or actually that might be more RPE 8. But anyways, you get the picture (laughs) of that now. Um so yeah, no, back to the, the talk track here of like how I kind of do that. So I'll do, you know, um, for example, one block of training at hypertrophy. I'll do one week, 70 to 77% within a rep range of maybe eight to 10 reps maximum. And then the second week I'll go a little heavier. Third week, I'm literally busting my ass and doing as, uh, going as heavy as I possibly can, which is interestingly enough, what I just came off of this past Sunday, which was fucking dope. I hit a, <laughs> I hit a lifetime PR on a back squat, um, right. and eight rep max, which is dope. And that's, that's what I'm shooting for over the, the three weeks. And then, um, in that fine, in that fourth week, that final week, I will decrease the, um, the volume like dramatically, basically I'll drop it to like maybe two by five, and I'll just basically be getting through the week, just moving around basically. So I don't forget how to do the movements. Kind right of. on. I so like that. That's kind of like how I structure my training. I think that's kind of how a lot of people structure their training. Um, but everyone is really different. Um, sometimes I'll go on, on rips where I think I might even be training for longer than that. But I mean, that's something you got to figure out over time because I think like, for example, I have a pro like I have a, I have a program that I bought, um, you I just follow. Your I follow. Dude. You're a smart guy. I appreciate it, man. Like, I appreciate <laughs> it. But no, like for example, though, like um, I still need kind of like that that structure, that guidance, or whatever. But and sometimes I'm too lazy to think about it. But uh, what I've been doing is I just buy the club programming from Juggernaut Training Systems, and I just mm-hmm. basically make it my own depending on where it is it is that I am in my training. So for right now, <clears throat> like uh, I was actually training bench press really heavy, but um, bench press isn't really that fatiguing to me. Um, so I was mm-hmm. peaking my bench press, but I was like, um, not peaking like my squat movements or my classic lifts right. really recently. And, um, 
but yeah, no, that's just kind of like how I, how I go about doing it. I mean, how do you do yours? Um, how do I do my like structured training and stuff? Oh, well, all right. So the thing is, is that, I mean, as a, as a coach at the gym, I have access to all the workouts, um, that's pretty you know, every single week. Um, and then I, you know, I'm kind of, uh, transitioning to a new position there. So, that's sick. um, I, you know, get to look at all of the programming. Um, and I will decide based off of what we were doing that day. You know, whether I want to do cleans or clean poles or back squat, which I don't do a whole lot of, to be quite honest with you. I front squat do you feel like, uh, more do than you f- anything. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, I feel like front squat's kind of safer sometimes. Every time I've been injured, really, off of lifting, it's been on back squat. Agreed. No, agreed. You've been injured I on back squat, that, um, too? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, oh. just in terms of, like, patellar tendinopathy, mm-hmm. um, like, for sure. Like, I have to do, like, Spanish squats and voodoo floss and like the whole um the fucking pacer marches like a lot to warm up specifically uh like my vmo my vl uh, all the muscles that are surrounding my you know my patellas because they just hurt so gosh darn bad after uh i squat and as you know i had a uh, in 2018 i had a massive knee reconstruction of my left knee where i tore my acl my pcl jesus christ man i didn't know about any of that that fucking hurts sounds painful i've never had anything like that thank god knock on wood i had a total knee reconstruction i tore four different ligaments or well uh three tendons one ligament i tore my popliteus my acl my pcl my uh, fcl and so i had to like go through all that and as a result i've just found that back squatting is something that like you know, the, the tendon pain will, will really set in like eight to 12 hours later. And then like, oh, it really yeah. sets me back. Yeah. So I, front squatting is a lot better for me. How often, um, how often do you back squat now? Maybe like once a week. Once a week. Yeah. I, I don't, I know, try not to I overdo it. To. Yeah. I, I try to keep it to once a week too. And then maybe I'll front squat. I mean, maybe I'll back squat twice a week, but um, with one front squat in there, you know, but I try to, right. I, I try to keep the, the back squatting really to a minimum because in terms of longevity, like I can still train really hard and get stronger. Like this is crazy, man. Like I hadn't for the, like, here, here's the crazy thing. Like I hadn't squatted really, um, anything close to 400 recently. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I almost, um, bested my old clean and jerk when I was a lot heavier and I, uh, I hit like an all-time max at what was it? I think I did 170 for a set of eight on back squat. It was I was on Damn. Sunday, and Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking. That was pretty good, and it went. It was pretty easy, man. And you know, I hadn't been really squatting anywhere up at that range of weight. Really, I hadn't been squatting over 140, 150 for weeks on end. And then I just like, you know, what? I'm going for an eight rep max here today. I'm going to shoot 170. And here's the funny thing. I thought I'd loaded 160 and then I looked at it and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's 170." So it was like a mistake. <laughs> and then did oh, so did you notice after? Or? Yeah, I noticed after. I was like, "Wait a oh, minute, that's yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute. That's not that's not one uh that's not 160. That's 170." I was like, "Oh fuck, that's an all-time PR." And then I just that's- fucking sick i know it was kind of like a nice pleasant surprise that's a nice thing about weightlifting sometimes and not being good at math <laughs> sometimes it's better yeah, to just not know sh- math. yeah just no it's just better sometimes is not know shit just be the biggest fucking idiot in the world <laughs> just um, listen, get dumb strong yeah dude you're uh you're there's a there's a nice little intersection with uh weightlifting and uh and medicine nowadays and you know i'm really into it i really like it yeah it's uh you know i think that it's in terms of like prophylaxing uh chronic conditions it's definitely a good pathway to go oh absolutely and you know it's like it's gonna be good for our generation it's kind of hard to tell the older generation to go and lift weights when they've never really done it themselves before but um right yeah anyways so i was wondering about this what are your thoughts on massages versus the chiropractor like if you had to pick one where where, like which (laughs) one would you go to and why um well i i think that your chiropractor should also Mm. be a you know licensed to give you massages i think that if your chiropractor oh i didn't know that they did that wrong place 
Yeah, no. Well, the thing is that some chiropractors operate out of like their license or well, they'll kind of like stretch the boundaries of their license. And, and, you know, I would argue that so long as they are versed and trained, um, and possibly licensed in like, you know, for example, dry needling or, or massage therapy. In fact, they should be, and they should be trained in that sort of thing. Um, I would say that if you're, you know, your, your chiropractor should be able to do all of those things. Um, in fact, I had That's a chiropractor cool. when I was a lot younger, um, when I was first diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, and he was like all over the Crohn's disease. I, at the time I had I, like, you know, this super bad, uh, posterior chain, uh, upper left scap sort of like injury that was like, you know, making it so I couldn't turn my neck either way. Oh shit, dude. Um, I didn't know about any of these things. This is really cool that you're telling me. Yeah, I've let me tell you, I've trained through a lot of injuries. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm better off for it though, I yeah. would say, in the end. Getting um, battle scars. Hell yeah. And uh, you know, he did all this stuff. Like he gave me nutrition advice. He That's awesome. um you know, he helped me with like PT sort of exercises. Um, he adjusted my, my neck and my back and very soon thereafter, you know, my, my flare ups for the, the Crohn's were, you know, like almost completely mitigated probably, you know, due to the, the reduced stress and cortisol I had, you know, I just didn't have nearly as much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt great. I was able to move my neck again and like actually like shrug my shoulders and like lift weights. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, in that argument, or that that question, I suppose, you should have somebody who does both. Mm. Uh, I really think I should go I get myself a really chiropractor because what I have been doing basically, and here's just crazy. So when I get these muscle spasms, like I had the other day when I was driving and adjusting myself, usually when I get mm-hmm. something like that, I'll go see this um, massage place. By the way, which is freaking awesome, and they'll do some crazy shit to me. Like it's deep tissue, and it's fucking. You know, when you think of massage, you think of something relaxing. This whole fucking massage that they give me through the course of an hour is painful as fuck. They really dig into my, like, psoas, and oh, they just fucking yeah. dig into <laughs> all my fucking body parts and stuff. Well, and, they have to. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, and, and it's so funny. Like, I'm, like, clenching, and I'm, like, making noises, and I'm like, hey, just ignore me. Just make sure you fucking get into <laughs> it and do it. Like, some parts of it feel good, but it. it's so funny. Like, I was having it done the other day, and the lady was like, she's like, oh, you have so many knots. <laughs> I was like, shit, yeah, I know. I was like, please rub them out. I mean, I mean, my knots rub them out, not anything right. else. But um, My knots, not my knots. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, and she did to. that. Yeah, she did that. But, I mean, usually a day or two after that, my whole body usually feels a lot better. Like, I felt good enough to train today. I mean, I, I didn't train anything above 75%. Um, that's kind of just kind of what I could work with tonight. But um, mm-hmm. I, I feel a lot better after that. Like, it's, it's just fucking crazy how you can be adjusting yourself in the car, and then, you're like, your back's like, oh, fuck. It's fucking spasm. Yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'll just do that. I mean, you got to you got to something that's been super big in my life recently was I was training like pretty friggin' hard a few months ago, like two sessions a day type of training. Mm. And I just was in, you know, a decent amount of like aching pain. And I was like, man, I'm just tired of hurting. Yeah. Um, I'm just like tired of that. And so I just turned down the volume and increased the intensity of the workouts and then really tapered in on my nutrition and I'm still hitting PRs. That's fucking, Um, that's awesome. Beast mode. Well, I mean, Dude, I think you should do a weightlifting meet. You should do the one on, uh, you know, there's this April Fool's one that I want to do on April 2nd, but I can't do it because I had to, um, I actually have my first business trip coming up, which is pretty sick, but I want to do, Hey, congrats. yeah, dude, it's pretty sick. I'm going to Chicago. I'm, I'm thinking they might cancel it though because of the coronavirus. Uh, It's supposed to be a really big conference for, uh, school leaders basically. Um, and we're going out there to meet them. But anyways, so that's the first weekend of april which is also the weekend of the meet but if my flight gets canceled i might do that meet or i may i probably won't now just because my back had that spasm and everything but i i do want to do a super total meet and then there's a meet on may 25th man you should do that one so you're asking me about back pain because you you hurt your back the other day and you want to know my advice (laughs) exactly exactly My, my advice would be to move through the range and you're doing this Move mm-hmm. through the range of motions, 
you know, do your lifts as tolerated. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can't do your lifts, then decrease the weight and still go through the full range of motion. And then if that doesn't work, we'd probably decrease the range of motion. So instead of doing pulls off the floor, for example, you do pulls off of blocks. Yeah, or instead better. of doing, yeah, and, and instead of maybe doing like a say a, a squat clean hurts, then you would just do a, a power clean. Yeah. Um, and then if you can't just you just can't do power cleans at all without any pain, then we would just completely change the selection of the exercise into like belt squat. For example. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, my, fortunately, that's my suggestion. <laughs> interesting. Fortunately, I was able to work from the floor today, <clears throat> although I didn't think about working from the blocks. Like, maybe I should do some block block work for the rest of this week and um, and just work with that, so I can just kind of take that that load off my uh, that initial load off my back from pulling from the floor because that's right. the only thing that really gets me. Everything else is uh, it's totally fine. So I mean, and then I can still train it. Something that's pretty well researched, although I can't like cite anything, but I mean, it's pretty easy to find some pretty solid literature on this mm -hmm. is that I think it's slow eccentric exercises Ooh. are what is good for injury prevention and tendinopathies. So mm. for example, if you're, if your lower back's hurting you doing a set of uh, five by five deadlifts with you know, five seconds up and then five seconds down, you know, at a lighter weight, obviously yeah. is gonna, you know, do a good job in mitigating and prophylaxing, uh, That's a you good know, idea. that, that issue. Yeah, no, give it a go in your warmups. Try it. I mean, I yeah. did it the other day and I was like, damn, this is, uh, this is pretty dope. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Jeez. Um, well, so I guess like kind of one last question here before we hop off of this. I don't want to keep it too long. I want to hop in the bath and let my legs soak in warm water. But um, right. if you had to, if, lady time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so if you had to pick, like I guess one thing to tell, like basically anyone who wants to get into barbell sports, um, basically on like how to get started or you know what, like why you should do it. Basically, like what would it be? You know, what would be the oh best thing? Oh my god. You know? There's so much, and, you know, a big part of my... Because I feel uh, like some people, they just, they think, like, when they go to, into CrossFit and stuff, um, they're, they're just too worried about what people are going to think of them in terms of, like, moving the fucking right. weight around and shit. You know, like, what would you tell those people? Um, Listen, I, people will say, like, I have to get in shape before I go to CrossFit, and, like, that's just not the case. You come here to get in shape. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, I really want to stress to people, like, listen everybody has been in your position and not only on top of that we're all here for the same goal and you will just feel so like loved and embraced by the community like we will really just absorb anybody in and show them you know like like support and love and passion and it's really a, a really crazy phenomenon in a crossfit box um and so i think that that's really separate from like a barbell club mm -hmm. um I, I really, really, really do. I think that the the phenomenon of CrossFit is crazy, yeah, like crazily energetic. As far as getting somebody to just lift weights, I mean that is a a evidence based way to make yourself just a better person overall. Yeah. Um. You know, it's like. If, if my my roommates, for example, don't lift a whole lot of weights, but what I what we did in my in my just in my dorm room is I have a sixty three pound kettlebell, <laughs> and I put a, a a thing on the wall with like a, a spreadsheet on the wall, and I wrote their names at the top of it, and then the on the x axis it says, do did you do your deadlifts today, and then in parentheses twenty, mm -hmm. and so I make them do twenty deadlifts a day with that sixty three pound kettlebell. Um, That's fucking sick. Yeah, because there's nothing bad that's going to come of it so long as you're doing it correctly. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a nice little intro into, okay, well, I'm deadlifting. Like, I've done that thing. Like, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. And now, uh, you know, we, we did that for, like, about a month, right? And then my roommate was like, like, I want to go to the gym with you. Like, can you train me? And he, you know, I started going to the gym with him, like, four or five days a week. And we would ride the bikes, like the elliptical bikes, and, you know, some pretty basic shit. But, you know, very slowly, it's progressed more and more into, like, weightlifting, um, you know, because I can just kind of teach him. And now, like, my other roommate is going. And so that's me personally. 
you know, just kind of like I have access to that. So like, it's easy for me to do that. But for somebody that's not, doesn't really have access to like somebody like me, for example, um, you know, that's a, that's a harder, that's a harder conversation. Obviously you just got to get them in the door. You know what I mean? And just show yeah. them. You I know, feel like, the, I feel like, like CrossFit, what it's about. Yeah. I feel like, uh, CrossFit is definitely like a good entryway just to kind of get even started like in a barbell sports too. I definitely would say like, if you go to a, <clears throat> a barbell kind of like barbell club gym, um, and you don't know what you're doing right off the back and you're not like really good. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of, for the most part, when you walk into those places, everyone there is already at a freaking really high level. I mean, for example, dude, like the gym I'm going to right now, Cambridge strength and conditioning, uh, just outside of Boston here, like right. I walk into this place and everyone's a, I mean, half of the gym is fucking juice heads and they make me look like shit. <laughs> you know, it's well, like, that's hard to do because you're a thick daddy. Yeah, no, dude, it's fucking <laughs> nuts, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, you know, it's just like, man, yeah, this gym is just definitely not for, for anyone. I mean, like, um, but I mean, CrossFit is definitely, you know, a really good way to just get started into that path because I mean, so many Hell people yeah. maybe either leave CrossFit and they go to weightlifting or, I mean, if, uh, right. if you're Jared Enderton for whatever reason, you go from weightlifting to CrossFit, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's no. definitely a good way to get started into it and you just got to go to a class. So long as you, yeah, I agree. So long as you have like a good coach, cause that's like where you see a lot of the issues arise from. So long as you have a good coach, you know, there's just, just like no harm in doing it. You're only going to benefit from it. But that's like, you know, that one stipulation, having a good coach, that's really important because when you see uh, poor coaching, that is when you'll start to see the injuries that people. Yeah. Injuries. Um, yeah. And, and it's just like some coaches, I feel like they're not really motivating. Like, I mean, I feel like a good coach just yeah. does not only know how to like, teach really but he also knows how to like motivate and basically make people feel good enough um to the point of where you know they're they're going to continue doing it but obviously i mean you know this is not going to be wishy-washy i guess yeah i agree but anyways so hey man yo thanks for taking the time to do this definitely and um i mean I'll probably see you. Maybe we'll catch a lift when I get up there sometime. Yeah. I'm actually, you know what I'm doing is uh, Thursday or tomorrow evening, I'm heading back to Maine. I'm going to be mm-hmm. taking Friday through next Monday off. Maybe I'll be able to find some time to come out to um, oh, dude, one of the gyms around so there. Dope. We can catch a lift. <laughs> I'll have to look yeah, at right. it, maybe. Or maybe I'll just be uh, like all recluse in my home. And not want to move yet. Yeah, we'll cruise in my basement. <laughs> we'll see, man. But uh, thanks for doing this. I'm gonna let you go, and uh, yeah. we'll do this another time, man. Hey, man. Have a good one. I'll be sending you lots of love on Instagram. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, <laughs> All, right. <bro. laughs> All right. Peace All right. out, dude. See you, dude. Might blow a bag on the drip drip. Make it all back on a quick flip. Hey, I just need cake and a thick bitch. Hey, I ain't have much, just a wish list. Not a broke nigga doing big shit. I got the gun lock loaded, I'm ignorant. So keep one eye open like slick rig. I got the drip game nigga on the big man. Switch lanes on them, hit the mid range. Keep the big strap on me like a hitman. They go click clack with a while of big bang. I ain't never been shit, ain't shit changed. But niggas get lame when you get fame. Can't sleep at night till I get brains. Got a mean ass pipe in a dick game. I got a bitch on my sofa. I got a chip on my Shoulder. You gotta live with your karma And if you get hurt, then you got what you supposed to I got hitters all over Told them this is all over I take the kids on drugs, align them all up And get them all sober I got a little check that I cashed out, hey Credit card maxed out, hey I get lit, then I act out, hey I ain't wanna do it, but I blacked out, hey They say I need to be safe I think I need to be straight Fix your vibes, you need to be late. You just need God or you need to meet mates I left my bitch, maybe we just need space like Chris, like me. I got brothers like Tip, like Breezy. I got stunners like Wayne, like BG. I got a hood bitch all about the bread, and she only give me head cause the bed too squeaky. I'm too smart for a hoe, try G me. A bitch would be dumb if she ever tried to leave me. Word. Say uno, dos, tres, cuatro, moreno, gringo, hembra, vato, gangsters, hustlers, killers, follow. I'm the realest nigga, I know. I just hit the fucking lotto. I just hit the fucking lotto. Why do I feel like Manson? Oh, oh, oh. Smoke y'all niggas, I feel like I just got cancer. Hey, hey. 
Murderous please my anthem. All of y'all clowns is banter. Still can't pull your pants up. Kidnap kids like Amber. Hold a little nigga for a ransom. I moved from the trap to the mansion. Went from the hoopy to a phantom. If niggas got stuff, don't ample. I never been pretty, but my mom think I'm handsome. I hate niggas that flex on camera. Little kids always tryna throw tantrums. Oh, you motherfucking dry like dandruff. You can get washed, I thought you went a hamper. I got a bitch on my sofa. I got a chip on my shoulder. You gotta live with your karma. And if you get hurt, then you got what you supposed to. I got hitters all over. Told them this is all over. I take the kids on lean and get them all clean and give them all soda. Watch how I do it, I demonstrate. Ooh. I ain't gotta move, I renovate. I don't really pray, I meditate. Yeah. I ain't gotta jump, I levitate. Always on time, I'm never late. I was outside like every day, trying to turn water into lemonade. Now I'm booed up like LMA. I just want getaway. You don't want war with a rich nigga. You should hit the gym, get a bit bigger. I ain't got patience for bitch niggas. Rap you in a basement with big tickets. Your bitch is a thot, you had kids with her. Your watch look lit, but my wrist litter. You thought he had a plan to the fist hit him. Say uno, dos, tres, cuatro, moreno, gringo, hembra, vato, gangsters, hustlers, killers, follow, I'm the realest nigga, I know. I just hit the fucking lotto. I just hit the fucking lotto. Say uno, dos, tres, cuatro, moreno, gringo, hembra, vato, gangsters, hustlers, killers, follow, I'm the realest nigga, I know. I just hit the fucking lotto. I just hit the fucking lotto.